What's up, everybody? I am Travesty. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of This Freaking Show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by FreakNet Studios. Guys, make sure you check out FreakNetStudios.com to check out all the amazing podcasts that we are associated with. Joey, 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 Joey! Travis, 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 Travis! How is keto going for you? It's going. It's going. I am making it through. I uh, I really feel like I'm eating a lot of uh, really delicious food, to be honest with you. And uh, I don't I, – as much as I'm craving bread, uh, mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm not very deprived of things. I really am enjoying it so far. Nice. Now, I know um, I know you uh, you got like a meal plan and stuff like that that you found online. Have you been following that? Oh, yeah. Yep, I've been following it. To the, well – I was going to say to the T, but I, I, I have taken a few liberties. Like, for example, uh, instead of having salmon, I'm having trout because um, yeah. it's, it's basically the same fish, but one is more sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also uh, – what was the other thing that I'm doing with it? Uh, oh, instead of having um, – we've only done, like, zucchini noodles instead of having, like, diced zucchini. You know, you're supposed to mix it up a little bit, but uh, – yeah. We've learned how to do some buttered noodles lately that are out of this world. So nice, yeah. awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's it going for you? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, I uh, I know the biggest challenge I have right now with the dieting is uh, the water intake. I'm definitely uh, not drinking as much water as I should. Uh, but uh, the weight loss is showing there. Um, I believe that if I stay at this pace, I should hit my five pound uh goal for the week so i'm very optimistic about that and uh yeah i mean like i mean like i i think i have the advantage over you in this diet just because i have done keto before so it's not like i'm changing something i've never done before i'm kind of just going back into what i know yeah so um but yeah i mean it's as long as i as long as i up uh up my uh, water intake and i start focusing on um proper meal times and stuff like that uh, I think it's going to work. I think for the next 30 days, uh, you and I are both going to see some amazing results. And all of our listeners are going to be able to, you know, keep uh, keep up with our progress and, like, everything that we're going through uh, just by going to FreakNet Studios' YouTube page and you can check out uh, our freaking journey. Uh, we got our first video up uh, earlier this week. Uh, I was kind of start up uh, in the beginning of all this. And then the next one will be released next week. We'll check on our weight progress and uh, any uh, any pitfalls we may have experienced or anything that, like, we learned as we go through this process. So I'm really excited to do this. I think the 30-Day Diet Challenge is something that's going to bring uh, something different, something new content from FreakNet Studios to you guys. But at the same time, it's going to help me and Joe kind of help us in our uh, – um, I don't want to call it a weight loss journey, but more of a, a healthier lifestyle yeah, journey. Say a get our shit together journey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Quit fucking around journey. Yeah. One uh, of the cool things I did do, uh, because I know the biggest thing we talked about is like the reason we're doing these 30 day challenges and next month we'll try a different diet is we want to try to focus on like a low to no, like a, a very low budget type dieting. Uh, just because like, you know, a lot of people don't have money, but a lot of people want to find ways to, you know, diet. And our focus is not spending a lot of money. Just do what we normally do, but find alternatives to readjust what we currently have. Yeah, I um, have. Uh, I, I did screw that one up. I'm going to have to do a better job next week. <laughs> what would you do? Well, we usually we usually only spend about a hundred grocery hundred dollars on groceries for two weeks. Okay. Uh, with a with our vegetarian diet, um, 
and with this uh, incorporating meat again, um, following the meal plan and the the shopping list, I ended up spending about a hundred dollars for just this week's of week of food. So um, I might be able to stretch it an extra couple of days because, like you know, Maddie can't eat, can't and won't eat the fish that I bought. She can't and won't eat the <laughs> chicken that I bought. But that's not going to stretch us more than I, I think I might get ten days out of it, you know, instead of fourteen. So. That's gonna be. That's gonna take some some figuring in, some dialing in going forward. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? It's the thing is, like, I mean, like, it's it's a hundred dollars in a week, but it's it's hearty, full foods that is good for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's not it's not like cereal and cupcakes and donut. Oh my god, I want a donut. I know. I really want a, a handful of chocolate chips. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no. It's, uh, the only reason I was mentioning the whole. Uh, Costs and everything is like I I did splurge a little and I bought a new scale. Oh, nice. Uh, well, I went to go because I went to go weigh myself this morning because I'm I'm a daily weigh guy. I just want to see how everything fluctuates and uh, through you know day to day. And I found that one of the uh, one of the uh, legs or the uh, padding um, on my scale broke off. Like I don't. It's an old scale. It's four years old. So yeah. and the thing is, I don't leave it in my bathroom because my bathroom's a little bit small. So I always move it from the bedroom to the bathroom, stuff like that. So I guess over time, one of them just kind of broke loose. Gotcha. Um, so I had to replace it. Now the one thing that amazes me today than three years ago is that the scale I bought three years ago was like forty-five, fifty bucks, whatever. Just a normal scale that you step on, it tells you your weight. You step off the next day, you step on, it tells you your weight, it tells you if you gained or lost. Awesome. Um, about forty forty five dollars. Right. I bought a new scale today for thirty five dollars that has a smartphone app attached to it. Ah, nice. So I'm like, you know what? Why the hell not thirty five dollars? It's ten dollars cheaper than the last one I bought. Um, and you know the thing that's the thing that sucks, and I, I it's like I put myself in this situation, is that there were a lot better scales um available. But the problem is, like, when you get into the technology aspect of scales, and I don't understand this, and maybe somebody with technology experience could tell me, uh, the more tech that's inside a scale, the lower the maximum weight uh, the scale can hold. Oh, nice. Like, if you if you go on Amazon and you look up, like, uh, smartphone scales and stuff like that, a, yeah. lot, of the, a lot of the uh, maximum weight is 396. And there were quite a few of them. There was one scale that looked absolutely amazing. Um, it was uh, It was only, like, 25 30 bucks and it measured like it measured uh like i think like seven or eight different things about your body like body mass index body fat oh, uh water so, agent uh, well, go ahead. mine mine does that it, it'll like tell you how much your bones weigh versus the fat you've got versus or yes. else yeah yeah and i really wanted that skill but the only problem was like the limit on it was 396 now down the road, if I get below that, then yeah, I could definitely use it. But for right now, because I'm at, uh, I started this at 420, you know, I did, it wouldn't do serve me any purpose. So I got the next best thing. I found the only scale with smartphone capability, a smartphone app that goes up to 440. So as long as I don't fail extremely, this scale should work for me for, you know, a long time. Right. And then maybe down the road, if I get down to a comfortable weight where I know I'm not going to boost back up past 400, then I can look at maybe getting a different scale. But um, the only thing that sucks is this scale that I bought, uh, it just came out in October. There's not a lot of reviews on it, uh, uh, but all the reviews are positive about, like, you know, I'm a bigger guy. It works for me. Uh, there was only one one-star review, and it was a guy complaining about the tech, but he was an older guy. Gotcha. So, 
Um, maybe it was a Christmas gift that a family friend bought him or some of that. I don't know. But uh, the rest of them, they're, they're bigger people who said that this worked for them. Uh, it has a wider platform for bigger people like I am. So I'm really excited for this coming. It should be in next week. And um, I'm praying to God that uh, my scale that I'm currently using now isn't off extremely. And I step on this new scale and it says I'm 440. Um, that's oh, that's oh, the biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. I found out, uh, I didn't, I didn't know this, but it makes sense. If I set my scale on the carpeting in my bedroom instead of on the hard floor of the bathroom, you're lighter. I, I'm way, I'm, I almost lose, uh, 120 pounds. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, trust me. I, I, I wish the accuracy of uh, weighing yourself on carpet was real. I know, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, no, so. I'd immediately go buy some ice cream. <laughs> but, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this journey. I'm glad that um, that uh, you, you're not finding any uh, flaws in it so far. Again, we're only a weekend, so not even a week. We're only like four days in, so three, four, yeah, yeah, four or five. So we got 30 days to go, and then uh, yeah, we got to kick off another diet and everything. And I think I, I may uh, I may uh, give you the opportunity to choose the next diet if you like. I, I got one in mind. If you don't, but I, I'm going to give you the opportunity to choose the next one. I definitely don't have any in mind right now, but I'll. Uh, we got time. I'll, we got time. Yeah. It's only uh, what, what's today? June, uh, June fifth. I mean, we got twenty-five more days, so we got time. Perfect. Cool. Guys, we're gonna play a new game here, uh, very similar to my Corona, but since obviously the coronavirus isn't a factor in life anymore, apparently. Um, so, uh, joking, of course, it's still a factor. Um, we're gonna move on to a new updated uh, twenty twenty game that we're gonna play here in a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we need to tell you uh, about what freaking happened this week. Indeed, we do. Yeah. You want to go first, Joe? Or you want me to? Uh, if you want to, if you're ready, you can go first. Go ahead. I'm always, I'm always ready. Nice. Okay. Uh, June fifth, eighteen ninety-three. Uh, the trial begins for the murders of Lizzie Borden's father and stepmother. They have been axed to death in their home. She was acquitted fifteen days later. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Jesus. Question for you, Joe. Did she do yeah. it? I do not know. I don't remember that very well. You know, it actually brings up a good point. There is something I kind of wanted to ask you, and I, I guess I can ask you on the air. Yeah. Freaky Tales during October. Or this freaky show. This freaky show during October. Um. How do you feel about maybe discussing some of these like these like murders and stuff like that? Like these these like, like Oh, I think that'd be fun. But I want I want to do only old classic murders. Like yeah. uh like well, no, H. H. Holmes. There's nothing really scarier than the human monster. Right? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll focus on the ones from like like back before like serial killers and stuff like that were like serial killers or murders were like like, not really, like, as uh, presented as they are today. Like, I don't want to talk about, like, Ted Bundy and Dahmer right. and Gacy cause, and their BTK because they've been talked about in excess in many podcasts and stuff like that. And I'm sure H.H. H. Holmes and Lizzie Borden and stuff like that has been, too. But I want to focus a lot on vintage uh, murders and stuff like that when it comes to this freaky show. So maybe we'll look at maybe doing something like that in one or two episodes uh, this coming October. Yeah, I dig that. Right, because we can't keep doing Halloween facts because we do it every year. Right, solid right. point. Change it up a little bit. We can get Fear back on. We get Mandy on talk about ghosts, and maybe we can even have them on to discuss uh, Lizzie Borden, H.H. H. Holmes, and any other like old-fashioned murders that uh, we maybe able to pop up and look at. 
I dig it. I'm into that. I like. Look at us. Look at the progress we're making on this show. Making months before they happen. Right. It's what we do. Fucking crushing it. Because we like to plan shit out. We can't just dive headfirst into shit, because that's how you fucking die. You right? drowned. You can't, you can't headfirst into a shallow end of the pool. Yeah. Dip your toe. Dip Leap. your toe. <laughs> All right. What, uh, what do you got for this week? Um, I've got an exciting piece of history, something that I, I – it's not that I forget about it, but I take it for granted for sure, because um, we, we've never known a world without it. But um, – Yesterday, June 4th, in 1919, was the, uh, uh, the women's suffrage bill was passed. The, uh, women's ability to vote, um, would have been the, uh, I forget which amendment to the Constitution. I think it's the 19th. But, uh, yeah. So after, after almost, uh, uh, 150 years without the vote, uh, women were, were finally able to participate in our democracy. And, uh, that's pretty cool. And so uh, we celebrated the 101st anniversary of that yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that's cool. It, it's a good, it's a good thing, you know. Everyone, everyone should have the opportunity to do everything that. What the fuck is a good phrase? Everyone should have the opportunity to do everything that everyone is doing. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. That's a t-shirt that's idea. That makes every right that every citizen should have. Every citizen should have access to every right enumerated in the Constitution. Hashtag everyone should do everything everyone is doing. Yes. Jumping off a bridge, you should too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, speaking of shirt ideas, uh, if you haven't had a chance to pick up any of your This Freaking Show merchandise, you could do that just by going to tpublic.com. Searching TFS and picking up any one of our amazing uh, design ideas that uh, come on a plethora of uh, merchandise items. Uh, pick up any one of our uh, This Freaking Show logos as well as the Cartoon Joe shirt or This Freaking Show uh, Travis shirt as well. Uh, get them on t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, hoodies, magnets, phone cases, uh, notebooks, and everything like that. And every order that you make for Public, searching TFS and buying our merchandise kicks right back to us. And I know there's a sale going on, I believe, starting on the 17th. I'll keep you guys updated on that. It'll be 35% off all your orders between, uh, I believe, the 17th to the uh, 20th. I, but again, I'll keep you updated when that happens because it is a week away. So Nice. This episode of This Freaking Show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Now, it's no secret that the man's most prized possession also happens to be the most sensitive part of his body. Balls are prone to sweat, odor-causing bacteria, and irritation. Upgrade your balls game with quality products formulated to keep your skin healthy and fresh. Guys, that is where BallWash.com comes in. Go to BallWash.com right now. Check out the variety of products they have as well as kits and subscriptions they have available for you. And when you hit that checkout button and you go to pay for that order, make sure you use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, at checkout. It will save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, BallWash.com. When it comes to your sack, they got your back. Joe, you ready for a new game? I am so ready. Excellent. Okay, so uh, we're going to retire uh, my Corona, like I said. We played it for a few weeks. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it's 2020. we got to move forward. Yep. And let's so move forward. Still with everyone. All right. Killer Hornets. And even though I think we're a little bit behind on Killer Hornets, I think that kind of blew past too. This is where I, we're at now. <laughs> we're like Canada when it comes to music. Right. All right. Texas. So uh, yeah. So what what uh, what do we uh, what do we decide on the name of this uh, game? 
Uh, don't bug out. Don't bug out. Perfect. Okay. So, guys, what we're going to do is going to be very similar to my Crona, except instead of three different uh, uh, categories, there's only two. Oh, Enjoy- I <laughs> No, there's only two. The middle one was no sweat beat. No, no, that one's – no, we're, we're past that. Oh. No, no, no sweat beat is the other category. Right, right. We're, okay. not, we're not doing the honeybee one anymore. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, like no that. more honeybees, yeah. Okay, sad. Yeah. So we got two categories. We got uh, – uh, The world we live in. Yeah, right. We got uh, uh, that uh, that killer wasp or um, no sweat bead. All right. So this is what we're going to do, guys. Um, I'm going to pull up uh, a list of uh, actors who went to the extreme on getting ready for uh, characters and stuff like that. Uh, we actually had a conversation about this at a bonfire I had this past weekend. I was like, this is a great to- topic to kind of talk about with Cartoon Joe. You know, talk a little bit about movies and stuff like that. Um, so – I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read a description about how one of these actors prepared for a role, and uh, Joey, it's gonna be uh, your decision if you feel that they uh, they went uh, killer wasp or they went to the extreme, maybe did a little too much, or it was no sweat bee, uh, they barely did anything, or maybe they did just enough to get the role that uh, they deserved. Gotcha. Alrighty. Perfect. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, we're gonna start with Natalie Portman as uh, Nina Sayers in uh, the Black Swan. Oh. All right, so Portman trained with former New York City ballet dancer Mary Helen Bowers for up to eight hours a day, six days a week, for over a year ahead of the shooting of the film. Bowers also had Portman, who studied ballet as a kid, supplement dance classes with swimming, cross-training, and endurance. Uh, the only reason she did this is because she wanted to really dive into the role and be as authentic as possible. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm going to say, uh, although obviously she she must have sweated, I'm going to say no sweat bee. That's great. That's how you, I feel like uh, for a role like that, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially like when you get like those uh, those producers, those directors, uh, stuff like that, who like want to try to make everything as authentic as possible. It makes sure. a lot of sense. Yeah, well, especially for a role like that. You know, if it was, uh, I'm sure there were some other ones later on where it's like, you know, he really didn't have to do that to, to do the role. Mm-hmm. That character could have been played lots of different ways. But or if you're going to be a ballerina, I mean, train like a ballerina. I dig it. Hey, do you know if there's a coffee mug that continuously stirs while you drink? There is. I need to get that for this fucking bullet coffee. Yeah. It's just nuts because I quickly stir, but by the time I put the spoon down, here comes all the uh, ingredients. I'm not going to tell you guys what's in the bullet coffee. Google it. Okay. Uh, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Pratt worked with nutritionist Phil Guglia and personal trainer Duffy Gaver to drop 60 pounds in six months. Uh, the reasoning behind it is the actor gained a lot of weight uh, for Zero Dark Thirty, which he attributed to overeating and wanting to be fully ready to embody the comic book hero. Um, so... He uh he basically gave up beer for six months, and he also worked with a nutritionist and dietist to drop 60 pounds in six months. Dang. Now, I have been told that that is uh, probably not a safe amount of weight to lose in that amount of time. It's weird to think that, um, but, I mean, like, realistically, it's only 10 pounds a month. That's a solid you know? point. Yeah. Because like, I know a lot of people say, like, oh, you can lose, for, you can lose up to, like, one and a half to two pounds a, uh, a week and be okay. Realistically, he lost two more pounds a month. Right. Um, than Norma. I guess but, that's not bad when you put it like that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, and I've done what he did. I've lost 60 pounds in five months, but 
I think I think the only thing that sucks is like when you do stuff like this, is it, it always trickles down. So like the first two months you can lose anywhere from like you know like eighteen to twenty, but then it's the next month where you're like ten to twelve. So I could get what you're saying, like you know it's ridiculous to lose that much weight in that short amount of time because it probably crashed. Uh, you probably dropped it like very early and then toned up the last six months. Right. It's also different, I think. You know, um, the size you start at. You know. Yes. Like that. Yeah, you're right. I don't think Pratt is a very big guy in general. Yeah. The, to lose 60 pounds. I mean, it's it's hard to say he had 60 pounds to lose, but obviously he did. Yeah. Um, um, <coughs> excuse me. But I also think, you know, I, I, I respect the fact that he, he used a dietitian. He used a nutritionist. He, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a Hollywood guy. He's got access to all these things that help him do it safely. So I, I still, I'm still going to say no sweat be, uh, especially because right. I love the way he was in the role. But I also feel like, you know, it's, it's on the edge there for me. Uh, Adrian Brody as I knew this uh, <laughs> Lady Lady Slaw. I, I'm assuming the W is silent, but no idea. Yeah, uh, as a pianist, uh, Brody gave up his apartment, sold his car, moved to Europe with only two bags, so he could get familiar with his character's discomfort. The actor who won who won an Oscar for this role also went on to crash diet and lost 30 pounds in six weeks weighing 130 pounds at his lightest during shooting. He also took piano and dialect lessons. Yeah. This one, I'm going to say it's a little killer wasp. To sell everything and move? Yep. You would think, like, you know, and I again, like, I don't know his fame, his net worth, but realistically, don't you think he could have kept everything and still move and be able to pay for all of it? Oh, probably. Probably. But also, you know, the other thing about it is, like, uh, it's not I, having it. I, I don't really understand method acting is really what it comes down to for me. And that's, he's a method actor. He lives as his character for so long. And I just don't get that. Like, I, I think if you're, if you're a good actor, you should be able to put on a character without even, without living as that character for, for six months or six weeks or however long it was. Isn't, uh, is Johnny Depp considered a method actor? I honestly don't know. Or is he just a sec- eccentric? Is that the word? I think he's just eccentric. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Daniel Day Lewis as Christy Brown and My Left Foot. Uh, after spending time with disabled patients at the Sanyamount School Clinic as research, Day Lewis refused to leave his prop wheelchair and insisted on being carried around and spoon fed by the crew. Um, the reason the actor liked to get in the heads of his characters, so Dan D. Lewis is a method actor. He is absolutely a method actor. Um, he's always been intrigued by the lives um, that he has never experienced. He loved the pure pleasure of doing the work, no matter what. If that work involves some kind of discomfort, so basically, he spent a, basically he never left a wheelchair during production. Right, and he was spoon fed and carried around by uh, crew. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going. He's he's the one I think of when I think of method acting. I'm definitely going to say that's a little killer wasp. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I appreciate it. it. It's nice to get into the headspace of the characters and things like that. And he does a wonderful job. I mean, I, I think he's won multiple Oscars for his roles. But uh, I don't know. Take, oh, yeah. take Gangs off. in New York. Oh God. Oh, what a great, what a great role. What a great movie. Such a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. That's that is my favorite Daniel Day Lewis movie. Just because I can't really think of him anymore. I know there's that one. Is like uh, uh, the thread or something like that. Oh, I don't know. 
It, it just came out a couple years ago. It's like I can't remember. It's like the seam. I yeah. He's like a he's like a seamstress or some shit like that. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that one. Oh, you have. We talked about it during Oscar season. Oh, probably uh, this year. Probably the last time we did Oscars that's... before this past time. So maybe three years ago. Um. Well, there you go. You... There you go. Let me say this to you, Daniel Day Lewis, if you're listening. I know you're an avid fan of the show. Yeah. If you made a movie that is so forgettable that we talked about it and I don't remember it, maybe you're trying too hard. <laughs> when you when you see the title of the movie, you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um but yeah, th- thanks for being a fan, Daniel. Thanks for buying a shirt at tpublic.com searching TFS. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio as Hugh Glass from The Revenant. Uh, the actor immersed himself in the role by pretending to sleep in a horse carcass, eating raw buffalo meat, and hauling himself in and out of freezing cold rivers throughout the nine-month shoot. Dang. That sounds... I don't know. I'm going to say no sweat bee. No, no, it doesn't no. sound like he lost any crazy weight for the role. He just prepared himself well. Makes sense. Uh, Shia LaBeouf as Boyd Bible, Boyd Bible Swan in Fury. Uh, the day after he scored the role, LaBeouf joined the U.S. National Guard, got baptized, got a tattoo, and became a chaplain's assistant to the Captain Yates for the 41st Infantry. He spent a month living on base and then went on to pull out a tooth and refrain from bathing for four months during filming. Jesus. That's... Do, you want, do, you want, do you want to hear the reasoning? Go ahead. Okay, perfect. Uh, LaBeouf, felt, LaBeouf felt a strong commitment to the film... Fury is the most meat I've ever had to chew on, he told Dazed. Um, I need you to give me everything. As for now, as for the not bathing, I met some tankers who told me that it was just the way it was out there. Some guys had the same pair of socks on for three years. Ugh. Uh, that's a little, that's, that's a lot, Killer V. That's, 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 that's the whole hive. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's the the scene in um what is that movie? Oh, I'm sad that I don't remember it. My girl. Oh yeah. Uh there's a kid in it who I think is actually played by Macaulay Culkin when he was a little kid. Uh he's allergic his character's allergic to bees and he gets stung by a whole hive. And then the the little girl who's the main character of the movie has to go to his funeral. And it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes I think that has ever been on film. Hmm. I've never seen it. I'd have to check it out. Yeah. It's I mean it's a great movie. It's really it's a really good movie, but gotcha. it's definitely stuck with me. But yeah, pulling your tooth out, man. Also, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Shia LaBeef is uh is Jewish, so getting baptized is like uh I don't know. I, I to me it's a very serious thing. And to just do it for a role is like that makes me deeply uncomfortable. I agree with you 100. percent That's <clears throat> it's an extreme man, and you know, and that's what's weird because like, you know when we sit there and like we're going through this list like at the very beginning it's like okay, Chris Pratt lost 60 pounds in six months. Oh, Shia LaBeouf changed religion and pulled his own tooth out and got a tattoo. Right. Uh, Jamie Foxx is Ray Charles and Ray. Fox lost 30 pounds by fasting for a full week and then doing daily workouts and adhering to a strict diet. So basically what it's saying is he lost 30 pounds in a week. That's, that's losing a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the real commitment came during filming when Fox agreed to wear prosthetic eyelids glued over his eyes to mimic Charles' blindness. 
It caused the actor to have panic attacks during the early weeks of shooting, and crew members would sometimes leave him on set, forgetting he couldn't see. In addition, Fox went on to win an Oscar for the performance, learned to play all the uh, piano parts in the film. That's uh, that's a little killer wasp. Mm-hmm. Man, I I you know it's it's one thing to not protect your physical health. I think the human body is is incredibly resilient. And and can handle a lot of stuff. Yeah. But man, screwing with your mental health like that, that is, to me, very dangerous. Oof. That's too far, I think. Have you, have you ever, like, just for the hell of it, like, tried to walk around your house with your eyes shut? Yeah. Does it ever freak you out? Uh, yes. I, uh, I worry about stepping on my cats or kicking them. <laughs> Um, I also, I stub my toes a lot when my eyes are open, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't want to do it with my eyes closed. So, and I will say, you know, one of the, one of the great thrills of life is, uh, the danger of, uh, seeing how long you can drive with your eyes closed. <laughs> I made it about 10 seconds. I think that's, I think that's all of 294. Right. <laughs> I believe that's why the fucking 94 loop or whatever the fuck that thing's caught is always backed up. Yeah, I think so. People want to break that 10-second record. Right. By crushing it for five miles. God, especially if you're driving on the Ike on 190. Mm-hmm. Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anne Hathaway is Fantine. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And Les Miserables. Yep. Uh, the actress who won Best Supporting. So basically, if you're, if you're fucking really killing yourself for a role, you're going to get an Oscar. Yeah, I think so. Who would have thought? Hard work pays off. Right. Psychos. Hard work. Uh, Great. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actress uh, Oscar for the role dropped 25 pounds by following a near starvation diet that consisted of two thin squares of dried oatmeal paste per day. She also had her head shaved for the part. That's a little killer bee. Killer wasp. Excuse me. Yep. Head shaving not that bad, but two fucking oatmeal patties a day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she did she did wonderful and wonderfully in the role, but like. I don't think anyone would have really noticed if she weren't starving herself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, like she still would have done the role really well because Anne Hathaway is a good actress. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the weird thing, too, is, like, when you sit here and think, and I don't know the years that some of these movies came out, but Anne Hathaway's Les Miserables, that didn't come out too long ago, right? No, it was pretty recent. So that had to have come out after Captain America First Avenger. I think right? I think so. I think it did. Right? I mean, if you could fucking uh, do what they did to Chris Evans' body, realistically, they could just did that to her, and she didn't have to suffer through that shit. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's absolutely. commitment. That is fucking commitment to a fucking lifestyle, man. I commend it, and I'm impressed, but also... Oh, it's dumb. No, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, good for her, but stupid. Right. Yeah, right. There. That's exactly it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, real. I guess realistically, like, at my point in my life right now, somebody came up to me and offered me movie star money to drop 50 pounds for a role in fucking six months. I guess I'd have to do it. Right. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. But if I already had superstar money and they wanted me to eat fucking oatmeal for fucking every day for X amount of months, I'm like, you know what? I'm already kind of good. Give me a different role. Something. Give me fucking King Arthur. Pay me a little less and put the money towards CGI. Right. There we go. Fine. <laughs> um, 
Halle Berry as Vivian in uh, Jungle Fever. Um, for her first ever film, Berry visited an actual crack den to play drug-addicted Vivian. She also didn't bathe for 10 days while shooting the film. First movie into her career, Crack Den. Dang. Did she do crack or she just visited? Is she, is she just touring? I'm hoping she just visited. <laughs> I'm hoping like, Storm didn't do crack. They got like a white woman named Anne there with a uh, like a uh, a Karen haircut. Right. <laughs> and this is where we keep the crack pipes. <laughs> on your left, you'll see Dave. He's on a stained mattress we pulled out from the dumpster back. Oh God! <laughs> Wasp or beat Joe? I'm gonna say no sweat bee. It's fine. No yeah, crack dents are okay. Yeah, as long as you're not doing the crack, I guess. That's how I. Yeah, as long as you're not doing the crack. If she'd done the crack, that'd be pretty pretty killer wasp. Right. Uh, Rooney Mara as Lisbeth Salander and the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, all right. Uh, Mara took her job very seriously in the film, hoping to meet fans' expectations of the literary heroine. Heroin. Heroin. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's spelled just like the drug. I know, right? Pronounced the same, too. <laughs> right. Actually, uh, I almost got in trouble for that one time in grade school for, for using it. And the, uh, not for using heroin, but for using the word heroin. Mm. <laughs> and to, uh, to, describe I, a, to describe a female hero. To describe a female hero. I, uh, I, I said it out loud, and my teacher was like, what did you say? And I was like, heroin. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, female heroes. Right. Why not heroess? H-E-R-O-E-S-S. I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Why 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 take why take fucking women becoming heroes and relate it to the same spelling as a fucking drug? Right. Why where does the word for the drug come from is what I'd like to know too. Yes. Maybe the maybe the first ever uh, heroine user was a female uh superhero. <laughs> maybe. She's like maybe, a lady doctor. Right. Maybe maybe supergirl did crack. Right. But they just called it heroin. Right. Hmm. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Uh, oh, here it is. She pierced her face and nipples, 12 piercings in total, bleached her eyebrows, chopped off her hair, and lost weight. Mara also learned martial arts, how to skateboard and ride a motorcycle, and perfected a Swedish accent. The actress also wandered around Stockholm alone to feel Elizabeth's sense of isolation. Dang. I... I think that's no sweat bee. I don't think that's too bad. Because piercings can heal, and, like, you know, there's nothing... I don't think there's anything wrong with just wandering around the country by yourself. That's fine. And she didn't do heroin. Yeah, exactly. She was just heroin. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hillary Swank as Brandon, Tina, and Boys, in, Boys Don't Cry. Uh, for several months before filming began, Swank, who won an Oscar for the role, again, these fucking Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, went on in public dressed as a male with her hair chopped off and her breasts bandaged to be flat. She practiced speaking in a low voice and introduced herself to people as Hillary's brother, James. All right. I'm going to say no sweat pee. Uh, I've, I've heard good things about the movie, and it doesn't sound like it was too intense. Yeah, I ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon as Andrew Ilario in Courage Under Fire. Damon lost 40 pounds through a strict 
self-imposed diet and training regimen. He ended up being put under medical supervision for months after filming, and it because it was it messed up his health so badly. Jesus. Well, there you go. There's a perfect example of uh, of a little killer wasp. If you end up in the hospital for a role, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. So there's a there's a note down here that says. Uh, a doctor told him later that he could have shrunk his heart permanently um, because of what he did. Ooh. That's terrifying. Uh, you you and Wasp on that one, right? Yep. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Charlize Theron as Allison Warnos in Monster. Uh, in addition to extensive research on Warnos, the actress who won an Oscar for the role, again, fucking Oscars, crushing these, gained 30 pounds for the part, so now we're gaining weight. Uh, her makeup artist transformed her skin and hair to reflect Warner's real-life appearance, making Throne most, almost unrecognizable. So gained 30 pounds and changed her appearance. Who was, who was this again? Sorry? Uh, Charlie Theron. Oh. Okay. Charlize Theron. Uh, man, gaining 30 pounds for a role is, is almost as bad to me, because, like, oh, then you got to lose it. I don't know. Is, was she under, was it was it clear whether or not she was under, like, listening to a nutritionist, or? Nope. Just says she gained 30 pounds, and uh, the makeup artist made her look different. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no sweat B, but it's on the edge for me. Yeah. Uh, 50 Cent as Dion and All Things Fall Apart. The rapper dropped a whopping 54 pounds, going from 214 to 160 pounds in nine weeks. Good. He went on a liquid diet and spent three hours a day on a treadmill, eventually looking so emaciated, some fans didn't believe the photos of him were real. That's, that's, that's a little killer, killer wasp. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree with that's you. I lot, didn't, didn't. That's a lot of weight to lose in nine weeks. Mm. Uh, Richard Gere as George in Time Out of Mind. Uh, Gere had been working with a coalition for homeless for many years and was able to speak directly with many homeless New Yorkers ahead of shooting. Although reports that Gene pretended to be a homeless to prepare for the role are exaggerated, the cameras were set away from him during the shoot causing some New Yorkers to generally react to Gear as a homeless man. So Richard Gear played uh he went homeless for a bit. Portrayed homeless for a bit. Okay. I think that's that's not so bad. No. Sweepy. Cool. That's the last one. Alright. Nice. Looks like it was about half and half. Yeah. And they did they didn't even bring up Heath Ledger. Right. Right. Yeah, he what, just what? Oh, man, I can make that joke. What did you say? No, what, what, what was the joke? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he did powerful psychotropics for the role. Ah, uh, see, I would have gone with that. He fucking killed it. So, no, oh, 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 right. Is it too soon? Is it too soon for a Heath Ledger joke? Ten years, hasn't it? I don't know. It's, has it been? No. 2000. Well, it came no. Out, it, what, uh, when did it come out? Did it come out in 08? I'm just guessing. Yeah, I think it was 08. It was, it was around the time I was graduating from high school, so 08 or 09. It was around the time you couldn't get in to watch the fucking Omen. Yeah. Yeah, child. This freaking show is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like, uh, if you'd like to read as much as I do, if you enjoy a good book, head on over to AudibleTrial.com/freaknet. 
Maybe you don't like to read. Maybe you like to have things read to you. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and you will get a 30-day free trial plus your first credit toward a free book. Uh, I recommend during this this time of extended uh, uh, staying at home to, to pick something longer, something really good, maybe something by Stephen King. Maybe check out The Stand or It or any of the Dark Tower books. Anything in that category, you're going to find something that's at least 30 to 40 hours long, which is going to get you through a whole week of listening. Um, so head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet today. Oh, shit. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? Uh, mostly this diet. I've been, uh, I've been enjoying the food that I've been eating and I've been enjoying learning about like what things have carbs and what don't according to the, uh, the rules. And, uh, so it was like, it was really interesting last night. I had a pretty healthy portion of cauliflower, uh, as the main part of my dinner to help just fill my stomach. Yeah. And, uh, it was delicious. I, I roasted it in the oven for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, uh, with some, some olive, uh, olive oil, lemon juice, garlic, and, and cracked red pepper. And it was, it was delicious. I enjoyed it immensely and it cost me like nothing. It was awesome. If you, uh, if you ever get a chance and you want to try it, uh, you could, uh, do exactly what you do with the cauliflower, but use buffalo sauce instead. I thought about doing that, but I already have a buffalo chicken bites. I'm just saying, just try it. It's an alternative and it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot, Joe. I probably will. To quote, to quote the baby out of the stomach of the total recall guy, open your mind. Anyway. <laughs> Yikes. This is good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's working for you. I'm glad. Me too. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Uh, definitely, uh, focusing on this keto diet and, uh, just making sure everything's gone right. Um, I'm getting back into the habit of making sure I'm tracking my food on the uh, app to make sure I'm following, uh, the, uh, mac, uh, macros and everything to what they're supposed to be. I, I told you before I ordered the uh, new scale, so I'm excited that come in. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here drinking my bullet coffee. I'm drinking my water and everything. Uh, I'm staying active, trying to do a lot more. Um, even though I got the riding lawnmower, I use the push mower on the uh, yard and stuff. Um, that's been hell because my AC's still not working, and it's getting up to like the high 80s now. Oh man, so. it's been in the 90s all week here. Yeah, this, uh, I think, I think it's peaking out at 89 right now, so I, I'm kind of okay right now, but it's getting there. Yeah. Um, and, cool. uh, also, uh, uh, Colin and I, uh, are gonna start, uh, this co-op game, uh, Dying Light, I believe it's called. Alright. On, on PS4, so I'm really excited to start playing that. It's, I, it's, it, I believe it's a zombie kind of, zombie apocalypse kind of game. Uh, so I'm excited to play that. We were gonna play, uh, Call of Duty World War II, but, uh, there is no, uh, co-op campaign for that, and, uh, the only time I really ever play video games outside of wrestling or baseball is if they're co-op campaign games, like with Colin and shit like that, because I, I just, I like going through the storylines as a partner with somebody. Yeah. Uh, we did dive into, we did try World War II, uh, Call of Duty World War II last night, and uh, it put us into, uh, I don't know what it's called, but basically you're with a group of people and you're going around killing the other team. Um, I sucked at it. Absolutely fucking sucked at it. Because I'm like, Colin, I don't know who the fucking uh, bad guys are. He's like, oh, those are the ones in red. You know, telling that to a fucking blind dude who gets red and green fucking mixed up. Uh, uh, so, oh. yeah. So I think the only kill I got was my team. I don't fucking know, but I died every fucking time I regenerated. So, 
Gotcha. Not for me, but I'm excited to try this uh, Dying Light game. And, uh, yeah, you know, just the keto diet and the video game and everything and trying to stay cool as much as possible as I don't have AC. And hopefully these uh, the wind picks up a little bit today. So, yeah, a whole lot going on. Job hunting again, obviously, because I did, uh, I did uh, lose my temp job. So I'm job hunting again on that. So hopefully something with that comes through. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so just little things, you know, just just moving forward. A lot of things going on, trying to stay busy, trying to stay focused on stuff, and uh, yeah. Good deal, man. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour a week of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our viewers, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Guys, before we say our goodbyes and plug uh, our social media and stuff like that, we do got to give away our Star Wars uh, this, this for uh, for the month of May. We do, and I'm I'm really excited about this. This is one you shared with me again. Um, down out in, in Piatone, where you live, there is a new creamery opening up, uh, offering ice cream. And, uh, I think that's great. Um, I love that the, uh, the community is getting involved there. Um, they, they're using, uh, you were telling me the, uh, picnic benches from the, uh, the Will County Fairgrounds yep. for local businesses so that more people can sit outside, which is really the only thing that's allowed right now. And uh, I, I think it's wonderful. So if you if you're ever out in Piatone, you're ever in in the uh, the south suburbs of Chicago, head on over to Icebox Creamery. Um, they are they they've already had their ribbon cutting, and I believe they are opening tomorrow, which is June sixth, as we're recording. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing because they they're sitting there and they're risking opening up a brand new business during a situation where a lot of businesses are closing down. Um, I, I just read on Facebook that, uh, JCPenney's closing 150 something stores, including the one down in Bourbon A. Uh, yep. I read that the Coyote Canyon and Baker Square down there already closed up and not reopening. Um, yep. so it's, it's a big risk. Uh, but I, I think one of the coolest things that is different for the creamery compared to those other businesses is it's, it's not a franchise. It's, it's a mom and pop shop. It's, it's a husband and wife and who are opening it for, a kind of place for their their daughters or and uh, like their daughters' friends and the, the the younger kids in the community to go somewhere and actually do something or for like you know parents to take their kids to have like a have a late snack or or a treat and stuff like that and we haven't had anything like that in Piatone in a long time I and mean, no, we we you remember going to the coffee shop <clears throat> downtown and getting those uh, steamers and playing board games yeah oh yeah yeah it was, uh, I, I was, was so it's closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like called Doolittles or Nick's Licks or something like that. But something. yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there used to be something like that, and obviously it, it closed down. Uh, Nick's Licks was actually owned by uh, Turd from uh, the Mad Cow Show. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, they completely remodeled one of the uh, buildings that are down in downtown Piatone, which is absolutely amazing to do. So um, it's in it's in biking uh, distance of most of the neighborhood. And it's just, it's a really cool opportunity for something new to come into Piatone. We just got a new, um, Mexican restaurant in town too that opened up about a month ago. Uh, and most of the bars are opening back up with outdoor eating areas. Fire Pit Bar and Grill has opened up yesterday. Uh, Game On has always been open. So, um, awesome. It's cool to give you the Star Wars to a small town business like that. We wish them the best of luck. Hopefully everything goes uh, great with them. 
And the one thing I could encourage you guys to do, which I, I, I'm sure Joey could agree with me on this, is there was a lot of talk about promoting small business during the whole COVID-19 yep. uh, shutdown and everything like that. And I encourage you guys that even even as we move forward and the fear of COVID kind of simmers, I don't want to say it's going to go away completely, but kind of simmers down and everything starts to open up more and more, please continue to support small business. Yeah, that's one thing that I really hope comes out of this whole thing is the return of small family-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've seen um, Jim Cramer even even came out this week and was like, this is one of the largest transfers of wealth to the biggest businesses, the most powerful people um, in the country uh, because so many small businesses were hit so hard by this. So now is your chance to get out there, especially as, as Illinois opens up, as other states open up. Um, do it safely. Don't be an irresponsible jackass. There's, there's no reason not to wear a mask from your car to the place where you're ordering. Um, uh, uh, unless, unless you're just a jerk, I guess. Um, you know, just, just, just do it. Just be a responsible person. Make sure that we're not going to shut down again and, uh, and support your local businesses. You know, let's, let's bring back small locally owned stuff where you know the people, they know you and, uh, and the community can support itself. I, I, I really truly believe there really is no security outside of community service, uh, security. Communities keep themselves safe. Communities keep themselves re- supported. They should not have to rely on outside aid. <laughs> Yeah, to continue. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I'm a firm believer in buy local. You know, it's you know put the money back into the community. And I I know like a lot of people like you know they do complain about Piatone not being um, <clears throat> a uh, a town of growth and a town of like upkeep and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot a lot of that is because uh, and I I'm not I don't want to speak ill about anything that Piatone does. But there are some people in Piatone that don't like change. They like things to be the way they are. So you right. see towns around us that are growing, that are getting more things. I think they're finally starting to get away from that. You know, we're seeing the this new ice cream shop open up. You know, we're seeing the uh, Mexican restaurant uh, reopen in Piatone. Uh, I believe that there is supposed to be a marijuana dispensary opening up in Piatone, something oh, I never thought that I would see in Piatone. But that's crazy. As far as I know, they got approved, and that's gonna it's it's revenue that's coming to the town. Honestly, um, I think that's great, and here's why: Piatone has some of the best food in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I I think it's a great food destination. I think they could set up. Um, uh, I think people could could redo a home in their uh, room in their house and have a nice Airbnb thing. Um, I I think it could be a real destination for people to come smoke a little weed, behave responsibly, and uh, and get great food. Right? Who wouldn't want to get high and eat fucking tacos? Damn straight. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I just, I just encourage you guys. I mean, like, if you, if you live in your own, uh, small town, Piatone type place, you know, I encourage you, consistently push forward and help out the community. Buy locally. Go to the, bu- go to your local bar and buy a burger or something like that. You know, just, it helps out a small business owner who is trying to rebuild their life, but at the same time, it's money going back into the community. Um, you know, so I'm really excited for the growth that Piaton is starting to finally show. Um, I have huge optimism for things to continuously flow in here. And I'm still focusing to uh, run for uh, town board Nice. Uh, uh, this coming year uh, so I can be part of that change and uh, bring new ideas to the uh, community. So um, I love the place. I encourage Cartoon Joe to move here every time we talk about uh, – about places and adventures and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because it's it's an it's a great place. And oh, I love. <clears throat> yeah, and it's one of the things like it when when it grows and when more opportunities become available down here, it could be a possibility. But you got to go where the work is, and right. I appreciate that, and I understand that, and I respect that. Uh, move here though. So. So congrats, uh, congrats to uh, the oh god, I, I forgot the name real quick. Uh, cold, uh, cold icebox creamery. Ice, icebox creamery. Congrats, guys, for being uh, the star uh, award recipient for this month. Um, <clears throat> and I look forward to once we get past this keto dieting, um, and I can have a. Because I think we're gonna take like a, I want I want. Can we have a one day break in between diet journeys? I'm I, I I would be fine with that. I'd be fine with taking a thirty day break in between them. Oh shit! <laughs> but, okay, what? now that we start oh. all the way from the beginning again, <laughs> um, I will go and I will uh, have. I do believe they have. Uh, I think thirty two flavors. Uh, I believe, and that's one more than what Baskin Robbins has. Right. Yeah. Oh, see if they've got a. See if they've got a, a high fat, low sugar. Yeah. Right. There you like go. Froyo, maybe. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have, I, I have three favorite ice creams. Uh, anything with cherry in it. So a cherry ice cream with ice. cherry chunks. It has to be cherry chunks. I don't want cherry flavoring. Cherry chunks. Uh, mint chocolate chip Woo. or cookie dough. Those are my top three. Nice. Those are, uh, uh, two of those are in my top three. The other one that I would add, I really love a good vanilla ice cream. Just, I know it's pretty plain, ooh, but just like, plain like a buttermilk, like a buttermilk vanilla. Yep. yep. If you just have, if you just have a really good knock it out of the park vanilla, that's what I'm going to choose most of the time. There, uh, there's a vanilla ice cream. I can't remember who makes it. I, I don't think it's Dean's. It's like that double churn vanilla. Ooh. You yeah. ever had that? You ever had the? And I, I could be completely wrong. I might be thinking of this incorrectly. Have you ever had some kind of vanilla ice cream that uh, had like it was kind of grainy? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but that was the best vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, shockingly, you know who has great vanilla ice cream is Aldi's. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, like the big plastic jug? No, no, no. If you go oh. for the, it's, it's, it, they're, they're trying to look like Edie's Briars. Um, it's like the cardboard oval. Um, it's delicious. It's really, really good. I could sit, I actually have sat and just eaten like half a tub of it, uh, in one sitting before because it's just so delicious. You remember the days of uh, buying ice cream in like a uh, rectangular cardboard box? I do. Those were the worst. And when you get when you when you when you're finishing up the end, you're trying to get the last of it out. You break open the side of it and shit. Yep. yep. Oh, spills yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but I'll tell you, like, like I said, I mean, the best vanilla ice cream I had is a double churn buttermilk. Fucking, it was, it's almost like a yellowish hue to it. Ah, mm-hmm. Th- those. By far, my favorite vanilla. I just, I need to have a little something in it just yep. to make it like a little well, bit more. What I like to do that makes it perfect for me is just a little bit of chocolate sauce on top of it. Mm. Ooh, chocolate vanilla or twirl? Where are you at with soft oh, serve? I'm a swirl. I'm a swirl guy. I'm a swirl. Ooh, okay. Uh, Dairy Queen. Uh, if you dip it, do you go uh, cherry, butterscotch, or chocolate? I don't think I've ever had the option. I usually just Ooh. do chocolate because I didn't know there was a choice. Dude, if you ever go to Dairy Queen... After the taquitos done, go to Dairy Queen, and you get the dip cone. Dip it. Tell me you want the butterscotch. It's amazing. Right. That's, uh, awesome. that's I where it. I live. Every time, every time I go to Dairy Queen, I always get the butterscotch dip. Once in a while, I get the cherry. Because I think the cherry's like a special seasonal limited time thing. Butterscotch though, always butterscotch. All right, all right, I'm in. Oh, God. I think we're talking about ice cream next week. 
That sounds great. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll play uh maybe we'll play our new game uh and we'll uh we'll do some butterscotch or we'll do some uh, ice cream uh, rankings and shit like that. I'm super excited. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Kevin Baskin's Robins. <laughs> God, this ice cream is killer. Okay, guys, um, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. Uh, go to thisfreakingshow.com. You can check out all the lists of uh, the guests we have on the show. We are going to work on having some guests here in the near future to have some people back on to kind of talk with us. Um, make sure, again, you go to freaknetstudios.com. Check out all the uh, podcasts that are, uh, that are united under the Freaknet Studio umbrella. Uh, you can check out all the amazing people who are a part of this uh, whole community that we are creating here. Our podcast can be caught every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean, just by searching this freaking show. So if you have a friend out there who hasn't listened to this show but uh, you think they'd enjoy it, let them know. And if you're at iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review because those do help out the podcast. Guys, as always, I am Travis And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.